Hey, Pride fam. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Pride the, the Podcast. Podcast. Featuring extra special guest, Riot Sade. So, grab yourself a drink and, I don't know, maybe a little treat and join us for another new episode. Welcome to another 2023 episode of Pride the Podcast. Special shout out to <laughs> Rehab Entertainment. This would not be possible without you guys. Hello, I am Mr. Braden Bradley. I'm Darrell Anthony. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. And I'm Ashley Mitchell. One day we will get this opening right. One day. It's fine. I thought I was just doing this episode by myself. I it's, it's like it's perfect. We're never gonna get it. We're never gonna get it. I'm so excited because on this episode we have one of the reality stars of my unorthodox life, Rawhead Sade, coming up. After we catch up and do a round of hot topics. Okay, how is 2023 starting off? Wait, Darrell, you're doing dry January, right? I'm doing I'm I'm doing dry-ish. I mean, I haven't done anything. I mean, so and the reason I say dry-ish <laughs> dry is because it started on January 9th and it's going to February 9th. Um, so far I'm good. Um, I will say that I am thinking about because here's the thing. A lot of people do dry January for different reasons, right? Some people do it for because they have a problem. Some people do it because they spend a lot of money and some people do it for their health. I'm going to be doing the latter too because, you know, it's just, I, I want to be able to, if I want to drink, I can have one, but know my limits and not go overboard. So, so far, good. Will I have a drink this weekend? To be determined. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But I'm still smoking all that grass though. <laughs> Don't oh call it God. grass. That dope. Ooh, yeah. Who calls it grass? Well, listen. Girls are 50-year-old. Girls born in the 70s. <laughs> Dude, no. When I went to Texas around all those old people, they're like, you smoking that grass and that dope? And I'm like, if when you say dope? it like that, you act like I'm on something. Which like, No, that means that it's not authentic. That means it's laced with some shit. Well, it ain't. I don't think. I have to call that guy. We'll see. Oh, my God. Brayden, are you so doing? I don't Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, are you drying anything or doing anything for January? I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> are, you do- <laughs> are you are you doing any type of dry January or any? Um, well, I spent half of my January in Texas and uh, at my parents' house, and there's no way that I could be dry. Um, my personality is dry, <laughs> I can tell you that. But I, I could not not be drunk from sunup to sundown. So um, I decided not only is it the shortest month in the calendar, which is also the most achievable, but I am going to do dry February. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm ramping up to it, which is like uh, we were talking in the green room that I did. That just had one cocktail last night, zero the night before. And that's not like me. Usually it's, you know, a bottle or two, a handle. Ooh. or a few 
And so, um, but yeah, dry February and I'm on a meal plan and I've got this metabolic measure thing. The new David Barton gym is opening up at my old crunch, which is next door. So I'm going to get a membership there and cancel crunch. Like I'm getting on it. I'm going to be hundred years old and I don't want to uh, look like this at that age. So word, word. Well, that's like great. That. Congratulations. Trying something new. What about you from Akins? Um, well, no, I'm not doing anything dry. Cause I already <laughs> feel like I do everything I drink in moderation now. So I mean you really do. You don't drink. Yeah. Like I went out and had a cup I had like five palomas at our holiday party. Moderation? You had five drinks? Yeah, but he didn't drink for two weeks before that. Yikes, so you were really blackout. Can you even spell moderation? Yes. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yes. M-O-D-E-R-A-T-I-O-N. Anyway, um She's Adam went to his holiday party and was responsible and drank in moderation. Ooh, come on, Dorit. All right. Okay. But did you blackout? No. No. And see, that's what I'm talking about growth because one of the first holiday parties I went to had an open bar and I blacked out and took the D train all the way up to the last stop in the Bronx. And then all the way back down. And all the way back but down what? because I missed the yeah, stop again. Because <laughs> I had to take the D to Grand Street and so I would just take it, transfer to the A and come home. Anyway, I missed my stop. But you don't live off the D train, so you just kept on rolling? I kept on rolling. <laughs> yeah. I ended up at the last stop. I think it's like Fordham or some shit on that's, the D line. It's, it's a wonder you're still alive. It really is because <laughs> that's scary. Right. So yeah, that was my like first open bar holiday party experience. Oh, we love. Yeah. That. Do you think are it's a setup? Daddy, are you dry? What? Are you dry? <laughs> uh, I am not. She's but... wet as a whistle. Um, no, I am not doing dry anything, but I really don't. I'm home in Texas and like, I, I don't drink that much here. Yeah. When I'm home, I drink more than a goddamn fish. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, I like, I do drink and like, I'm having a glass of wine now, but it's like, I'm not, I drink way more in New York. (laughs) Yeah. What I've noticed (laughs) is when I'm home in Texas, I drink a lot more beers yeah, mm. and That's when I'm here, I, I drink a lot more um, cool. cocktails. But it's cool because yeah, my brother shows me all these new beers. I'm like, ooh, that's good. Like this Dos Equis lime, mm. it's really good. Yeah. Do y'all think it's this, Adam was just talking about uh, open bars? Do y'all think it's kind of a setup with holiday party open bars? Because I do. I feel like they open the bars, they get you lit, and then you end up doing all kind of crazy shit or blacking out or talking shit about the company, and then they they record that. Y'all think it's a setup? Yeah, um, nice. Setup. <laughs> a, yeah, it is a nice setup, but it's. It's inevitable for drama to ensue after a holiday party. 100%. There's always yeah. somebody hooked up with somebody. Somebody got way too drunk and was messy. Yeah. Somebody finds out about? the work tea. Like it's always, it's always, it's always juicy. It's called bonding. It helps team growth. There you go. Well, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad to hear that. Yeah, I just always end up. I, I, but Adam is right. I think when we were younger, especially when I was younger, I remember going to the holiday party at. Um, a Princeton club and I remember being carried down the street trying to make it to 
What was I trying to go? I think the mean fiddle or something. I threw up in like two trash cans, but I was like 23, oh 24. But I mean, but I'm saying like someone who's younger typically messes up a lot more with open bars than older people because we kind of get it. We know how For to do sure. it. But like, I'm not saying we still won't get Except toe up. The one, the one messy person that gets way too drunk. Like the mom who hasn't been out on the town and like. Right. The HR rep or something like that. Where it's like, like, Brenda got fucked up. (laughs) Right. Did you hear about Brenda? She totally like attack this guy in the in the alley <laughs> right well last I week hang out with brenda. i would love to hang out with brenda listen so last week on the podcast we didn't really get into this and obviously we're going to save it for the second half when we talk hot topics but brayden we're waiting for our um political pundit that's you to come back and give us a little information on what's going on obviously biden had some documents discovered george santos is doing drag so we can't wait to hear all about apparently that. apparently yeah. he's doing drag allegedly Right, <laughs> like I mean, the mouth looks the same to me. I saw the picture; they look. It looks the same. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What's looks- his name? Murphy knows Lady G. George, George Santos. Carita. <laughs> no, drag name Carita or something. Carita. Oh, oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I don't have much to say about George Santos because his own party is like not even antagonizing him they're just like accepting him they just want another number in their party. right they're they're accepting him but so at the same time like, saying no drag but they're yeah they're not gonna let him on any special councils or anything or any groups they won't let him play any reindeer games let's put it that way they won't let him be around children Ooh. but they'll let all the guns be around children <gasps> now about oh my Biden. god Braden, that video that you posted oh god with, which the, one? with the gun and the little kid the what? Yeah. On your Twitter. Yikes! What did I do? About, about the, little, the little kid, the baby in the diaper. Oh, oh yeah! I was like, "Hello." <laughs> oh, about um the little kid getting his the handgun from his father and like going out on the porch and just like flailing it around mm-hmm. everywhere and like mm-hmm. the neighbor calling on. Can you believe? And he pulled the trigger. Luckily, there were no bullets in the chamber, but it was a fully loaded gun. And this kid was what? Goodness, Thanks. I don't. Five? I was thinking even younger. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I'm sure I'll get a legal note in my ear. Six. Okay, thank you. Six. Was it that? But there, there was someone else. Who oh, was, wait, no, that was that other kid the, with the gun. The one oh, was shot so you're teacher. talking about who accidentally shot someone but they're not they're not charging it as accidental because it's the parents fault obviously well yeah. no 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 so a, a little bit about that the six-year-old when they first released it unless something changed they were like it was not an accident it was intentional like the six-year-old Original, originally it was an accident then they released it was not intentional oh wow hmm. i mean then they released it was intentional i'm yeah, sorry yeah. Oh. originally it was an accident now it was intentional mm. anyway moving on to biden Biden, 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 Biden. <laughs> I, I, ooh, it's really okay. Listen, as a Democrat, uh-huh. don't want to see my homeboy go down. He's not really my homeboy. He's just all we got right now. Um, it's it's not a not a good look. What I do, it's a lot of people are comparing his situation with he who should not be named situation, and it's completely different. He who should not be named had hundreds of documents in his goddamn Mar-a-Lago house that he can't even afford. And the FBI had to break in and he still wouldn't give them up. Biden, 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 Biden gave them up proactively 
because he wasn't what the story is is he wasn't legitimately aware that they were misplaced but as soon as his team became aware and it was only 30 pages compared to the hundreds of pages have given them up and there has been no investigation yet the fbi didn't have to raid his home or anything who knows what will happen i'm sure with the republicans now controlling the house some sort of investigation will happen especially since now all the committee committees have been strapped of all the democrats now been replaced with republican members something will happen that's going to be a little bit deeper in terms of investigation but there's no in my opinion no comparison of wrongdoing when it comes to both of the presidents and their mishandling of classified documents i thank you brayden thank you sunny no i agree with that because i think that the thing is with with Biden in particular, you know, they had to subpoena Trump in order to get that because they, they said, hey, you can give them to us. And he was like, I ain't giving you shit. And he said, I gave you everything. And then they were like, no, you didn't. There's shit in toilets. Um, so literally. So I think that, yeah, it is very different, but I do think it it hurts because these are what Republicans I feel like are saying now. They're like, well, if you want to prosecute and indict Trump, you have to indict Biden. And since that's not going to happen, Trump's going to be able to like probably skate on what he did because they're going to... Um- at the end of the day, politicians are politicians. Yeah. I'm not making excuses. Nobody's perfect. Politicians at the root of their career are dealers and like yeah. fake and just trying to get elected in power. And it really, really, really sucks. But in order to have what we call a democracy, you kind of have to have the, like, the behind the scenes negotiation and hiding of secrets. Um, unfortunately, Republicans just suck at it and uh democrats are better no matter their mishandlings of any kind of acts yeah wow yeah that's Uh, yeah (laughs) it's just tough because you know i think it's also going to feed into a lot of people saying that biden has dementia and things like that so honestly i think people are gonna say well he forgot because he don't remember nothing because he's so old and i i feel like that's gonna come yeah, but into this play this was like 12 years ago he wasn't that old 12 years exactly ago. Yeah. but old is biden he's 80 83 i think he just turned old as shit Wait, he just oh turned my 83? God. i thought he was 70 is he the oldest yeah he's the oldest wow yeah and there's rumors that he may run again and i'm like baby go be with your grandkids well, the rumors are because I'm very. I text Alyssa Fair Griffin every day. Oh, you have and, a number. <laughs> um, I have. She has two phones, Darrell. Oh, right. Um, so I have two, both of her numbers. So the rumors are neither party wants Trump or Biden. So they're like scrambling to figure out who's going to be next. You know, and it's kind of weird that we don't know yet when the election is less than. You know, it seems like a few people want Hakeem Jeffries. Um, but it's upsetting because they're comparing him to Obama. And I want to say to people, please stop comparing every light skinned black man to the other because nobody's comparing Kevin McCarthy to Paul Ryan. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, just because he's black, they're like, but he gives the same kind of hope. And I'm like, Obama gave a once in a lifetime type of hope. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with Hakeem Jeffries, but you know, it's better to say he's standing on the shoulders of Barack Obama because he was there first rather than saying he is just like Obama. Cause that's just not, I don't believe that to be true. I think everyone's their own individual person. So. Yeah. Well, Hakeem has already won 14 elections against Kevin McCarthy. So he's um, mm-hmm. looking pretty good. I love that. Ugh. 
Well, guys, listen, we need everyone to go refill their water, unless you're Brayden Ashley and wishing it was me, because I would love some wine right now. And we will be back with Ryad Sade in a few moments. Welcome back, everyone. Hi. I am super excited for our next guest. We have the first openly gay Arab on a Netflix docu-soap series, Riot Sade. Hey, Riot. How is all the pride doing over there? I love it. We are oh, doing. Know. We are doing. Sure, we're we're still kind of spread out. Like, Ashley's still in Texas. and Brandon, So we're all kind of spread out still. But we are, we're here. I love it. I love it. I'm a little glowing in red because I have this huge uh, sign in front of me that says, what happens here stays here. So um, just keep it between us. Whatever happens here, we'll just keep it between us, right? Sure, guys? sure, <laughs> sure. Private, right? I'll, I'll, all our listeners. Right. <laughs> well, Ed, where are you right now? I'm at the theater district at the venue of my next show, actually. Um, it's called The Secret Room. It's on 45th and 8th Avenue. And uh, just, uh, February 10th, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., we're gonna party till the morning, and we are gonna. And there are gonna be some surprise guests that you know, maybe from the show. I can't believe about some Ooh. good surprise guests. So if you want to party with me, you're in New York. Come on February 10th. Save it. Block that day. Love you heard it, it here first. Right here. It is saved and blocked. I gotta get an outfit. What am I gonna wear? February 10th, 10 gold. p.m. to 4 a.m. Middle Easterns and Arabs love gold. So whatever you have, that's gold. Throw it on you. Oh, Ooh. I have so oh. many Turner that's dresses. Great. It's perfect. Gold yeah, looks really good yes. on this. I've got skin. all the gold. Yeah, yeah. you come the gold. I want to do that. I want to do that. Is is Julia gonna be there? <laughs> oh, lips oh. are sealed. Our lips oh. are sealed. Mums, mums, the word. Are we filming season three there? The lips are sealed. No, oh. <laughs> no actually, no, no. But uh, we had, there has been no announcement yet for season three. Um, but uh, DM Netflix, let's go, keep watching the show so we can, you know, get season three on the road. What was your experience life like with my unorthodox life? Ugh, I did not know how much I was going to enjoy it. I could not believe it. I was just like, can we do this like every month? I mean, it was just really crazy. Um, throw 10 cameras in my face and just follow me around my life. I mean, well, there's nothing better. I didn't, I didn't think, uh, why didn't I do this when I was 25? Like, wh why did I wait now? How long I did you film for? Um, we filmed for, I think, like four or five months. Oh, um, wow. Something of that nature. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, was just, it was just a blast. I mean, also, to just really, you know, live your life authentically on national, international television, I, there's nothing more powerful than it. And, and honestly, it just... Um, I don't know. It was such an experience that I I don't take for granted at all. Okay, at so all. would you suggest that if given the opportunity, we should do like? <laughs> Are you asking if we should a do a reality, reality show? Right, a reality television oh, okay. show. A reality show. I'm coming on it. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Too much fun. I want more. Um, <laughs> yes, I definitely recommend doing a reality TV show, and especially with Netflix because they're the pros. They're the best. I mean, there's nothing. Uh, you know, you reach the top. You're on Netflix, you reach the top. Um, and uh, it was just, it was just uh, so professional. 
and so welcoming, so inclusive, and just just they were they were uh, they're amazing. Really, want more? I want more. I love that. Do That's you great. feel that a lot of reality shows, since we're kind of <laughs> already like going on topic, get a a bad rap because you know you have reality shows that people watch because they want to see fighting then you have reality shows that people watch because they want to see the wealth and then you have those that people watch because they want to see love and connections do you feel like the more positive ones with the love and connection and professionalism has been ruined by those that maybe are there to just fight that's a good question when i first came into this i mean the beginning when there when like rob was like you want to do a reality show uh my my answer was uh let me think about it yes <laughs> um, uh, but in my head, I started planning. I started planning. I was like, "All right, I'm going to start like over exaggerating this. I'm going to, you know, uh, fight with this throw a, throw a glass of like wine at somebody. Who is who is it going to be? Like, I started planning. I thought this was theater. Yeah. And then so you the were end, ready like, for your no. love and hip hop moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be like this, but then Netflix was like, "No, we only film authentic stuff here." And like, they catch me sometimes. They're like, "Hey, Riot, this is not stage." You're not performing. <laughs> yeah. You know you have a big opera personality and you've been on theater and you've been on TV and you're like, no, we want the authentic you, the true you. And I was like, okay, okay fine. I'm going to give you me. I, I really, I really maybe missed miss the assignment for a second. But then they said, no, we are here to do a project that is a docu-soap, not a reality show where people just fight and are as fake. Mm -hmm. So they really want actually be authentic and give a true true story which i really appreciated and it was uh, that experience was was really nice with I it think... being a donkey so was it scripted at all absolutely not again it goes back to that i mean i'll be honest with you at some point my brain was just like what if i like memorize this and say it and whatnot and again <laughs> They're like, hey. They're like, uh, they're, not they're, not, they're like, this isn't Drag Race. You don't need to have right. a. Not dra they'll be like, turn off the camera. Like, right. go. They'll be like, go home. I'll be like, <laughs> no. They just wanted me to. And honestly, at one point, I was like, should I rent like an amazing Bentley? Should I like rent and like just act like I'm like a fucking Dubai bling person who's like mm. flying around private jets and whatnot? Um, and <laughs> no. Like, like, no. No. York City studio. We want you in your, like, taking the train. We want you to, like, no, we want the real authentic. And I was pissed because I was like, I can rent a mansion and just act like it. <laughs> They're like, no. That is so funny. So I used to work at Love & Hip Hop, which is why I mentioned it earlier. And they are literally the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Like we would rent, like nobody ever filmed in their home. Yeah. Like everything was rented. <laughs> everything was a facade. Like the drama, the drama was real, but it was um, orchestrated. So it's so interesting. And I would love to like see behind the scenes of a show that really genuinely wants you to be authentic. Yeah. You saw it. That was it. Yeah. The only thing you didn't see is the cameraman. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally behind the scenes. I mean, not one point was it like not my home or not our life or not literally authentically our real birthdays, our real parties, our real like, had it not, the cameras were not there, everything would be the same. It wasn't like, you know, I have a right. question about the parties. So with a lot of reality shows, like they plan the party and they say, all right, this week is your week to say it's your party. So in this case, did you guys have to fund your own parties and do all of that? Or did Netflix say, all right, it is your actual birthday, but we're going to help you throw the party in order to like have a bigger event? Hmm. Um, I'm going to direct this question to accounting. Oh, OK, OK. All right. Oh, all right. Well, then you heard it here first. Accounting will be on with us very shortly. We do have the accounting manager. <laughs> I don't deal on in hand money. As Brayden says, I deal with hand money. I don't, I don't deal with that. Wait. 
Did you really buy Rob's engagement ring, though? I know. Oh, I'm still paying it off, boo. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like it was beautiful, bag. by the way. Four that payments whole, on Klarna. That whole scene, I cried. It was so beautiful. I literally, sorry, I worked my ass off for that ring, and honestly, I got like a little discount. I'm like, bro, we're on Netflix. I'm like, we're a bigger discount. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no. help him, brother, out. <laughs> like, come on, come on, let me in. I said, no. <laughs> Wait, so how are you and Rob doing? Are there any wedding plans in the work? Is there a oh day? Is going to be filmed? Wish, like, Can I, I come? Really wish, I really wish season three. Because the amount of- Is there a People Magazine exclusive? We got a double spread happening. feature happening. Sorry? I was saying, is there a, a People Magazine exclusive with the double spread happening? Yeah, that's I'm a, putting it out there. That that's a that's a to, to the heavens. Yes, from your lips to the heavens, please. Yes. This, yes. Um. So the thing about it is, um, the the really I really want season three happening. The no now no announcement has happened yet. Um. So, but I really want it to happen because you don't understand the amount of fights we're gonna have that are so funny. Already, I like know how funny they're gonna be because I want my Arabic Middle Eastern drums and the big the bass drums and the belly dancers, and he's gonna want like yeah, he's gonna want like. The <laughs> My entrance to my wedding is all like like jumping up and down and boom boom look at that. He's just like So they're gonna be like cowboys and stuff like that. So it'll be really funny, I think. Oh, that's great. American gosh. And I love a good wedding theme, so I can't wait to see. I can't wait to be there. Like there will be no gold. So you guys, it's too funny. We have to, we have to just fill it all. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's start at the beginning of your life. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Huh? Stop. Rewind. Her. Stop. Rewind. Um, let's, let's start from when you were first born. Did you always know you were destined for this kind of larger than life like personality? Did you know you were going to do uh, reality TV? Also, how was it coming from a conservative home, like perhaps of, you know, being a gay man? Like, talk to us about that. I was born in Dubai one dark evening. Stop. Stop. <laughs> That's an Aladdin reference. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm lo- I'm <laughs> I was born in Dubai uh, in the Middle East, in the desert. And yeah. then um, uh, I uh, I moved around the whole world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it's every summer of my life, I'd go back to Lebanon, but I actually never really lived in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved to Holland and the Philippines. Oh, nice. Um, lived- Five years, and then I moved to Saudi Arabia for my last three years of high school, where I discovered to myself that I was gay, um, and uh, that—that's a place to find out you're gay. Where you know, the, the, at the time, the the sentence was death penalty. I mean, no less yeah. sugar. Yeah. Wow. Um. So after that, that that's why uh, you can see me. I'm completely fucked up because no, <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, like all the trauma. I mean, all us gays. Jennifer, Jennifer Jennifer Coolidge would say, they're survivors, however she says it. <laughs> We're all survivors. We, we know how to just do stuff. We do. We know <laughs> how to do stuff. It's true. High-end gays. <laughs> I can't do the voice. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I just feel like I am a survivor. And I come here, like, like opening a gate from, like, a, a little puppy's crate. And, like, the puppy can run free. Mm-hmm. And just have pride. The, the word is very important. And just like be proud of who you are and just live your authentic truth. And um, it just, I always knew I was an extrovert who loved people and loved connecting and just love, you know, 
all that. And there was no avenue for me there to do it when I was younger. And when I was younger in the Middle East, I literally had no friends. So um, I'm, I'm now an adult making up for all my young years that I had no friends. So now I'm like, I have a lot of making up to do. Okay. Aww. Well, you have us as friends now. You've gained four new friends here at Pride the Podcast. Oh, thank you. So cute. So did you know from like an early age that you were a singer? Like, was that just something that you were like one day were like, oh, I know how to sing. Like, this is just it. Or was yeah. it? So, so, I mean, when I was uh, as a singer, um, I always thought everyone could do it. I never thought like, I mean, you're born with it. You never think, oh, I have something special or like, wow, this is something. I mean, I just opened my mouth and I sing. And I never thought it was something special hmm. until the prime minister of my country um decided to ask <laughs> me to sing for him um at a at a, at a venue in my village called Durshwer. if you're ever any lebanese people you know Durshwer, they know they know Durshwer. it's an amazing amazing village up in the mountains and everybody loves to visit it's so beautiful nice. um and uh there was four thousand people watching and i've like, never seen my dad cry so i sing and i had this high high voice i was overweight high pitched hasn't gone through puberty like 10 year old who was singing this very big classical opera song with a high note. And the first time I ever see my dad crying and that's, and also the audience going crazy. And then this prime minister, there was a very famous singer coming out, but he's like, no, I want him to, I want an encore from this little kid. So from that moment is when I was like, Oh, like this is something that people like, I guess. So I should do it more often. I love that. Wow. So was you that- and I have something in common. I also study vocal performance I have a bachelor's. I don't have a master's, but <laughs> yeah. So you know, maybe we should sing a little opera duet. I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm very, are you? Are you? Oh, you're not in New York because I'm literally I, tomorrow. I'm doing like a sing along thing at the Beast for Forty Six here. I have like I just tuned the piano and like we're doing all the theater district people and come out. We're just gonna like do a oh, sing along or some drinks. I totally something. would come. Yeah, I'm still in Texas. I'll be back next month. But all right, when you're back next month, we'll do it again. Like we're just yes. gonna. Like, at one of those bars here in the corner. I love it. Screaming is my favorite hobby ever. I just love to scream. That's, that's probably You're amongst uh, the same. I was going to say that's us at Gym Bar on karaoke nights. Oh my gosh, me and Darrell and our one of our producers, Corey, we do a really good. Um, we don't talk about Bruno, so absolutely, it's great. But, you know. <laughs> Actually, and Adam like to chime la, in with la, la, Yo. Honestly, not so stacked, but we can do that whole opening at another time as well. Um, so listen, let's switch gears. I want to talk about America's Got Talent. So do you got talent? Because clearly you do. And how was that experience? Like, talk to us about that. Oh, my God. Darrell, let me tell you something about America's Got Talent. Um, it was a phase in my life where I was doing comedy, a lot of mm-hmm. comedy. I think, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but ugh, so long ago, they can, they can suck it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's um, uh, I've got, like, kind of recruited from the Gong Show, where I did it with Chelsea Handler on TV. If you haven't watched that video on YouTube, it's called The Opera Whistler. Please go watch it because it's so dumb and stupid. And like stupid is my favorite type of content. Oh, oh I love it. I love it. 
Um, and uh, I, I rented Beyonce's wings. You'll see them. They're like, I had to like, I rented them for like $500 and I can only have them for like an hour. It was something ridiculous. Okay. Um, Chelsea Handler initially, because they like rate you. And obviously I was being funny. Like I wanted to be comedic and over the top. She initially started with a two, then she met my personality, changed it to a four, and then eventually was like, fuck this, I like this guy, she gave me a 10. And she was like, I'm changing my score. <laughs> so the, the experience was great. And then I went on America's Got Talent to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. However, I'm whistling. Like, I'm just a very good whistler. It's such a random, awkward thing, but it is true. <laughs> I love that. Um, and um, and then, yeah, and then I obviously knew I was gonna, I was not gonna beat that like 12 year old belter who's like, you know, has a very like crazy background and story. Uh, Man, fuck them kids. I know. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. You're real. I don't care. Wow, you're real. This, this is a podcast for children. No, it ain't. Please. Is it? Is it? I would not suggest that. I don't know about that. (laughs) Wait, am am I allowed to use fucking profanity on this show? Absolutely. Where the hell are? (laughs) Actually, that's the word you choose is profanity hell. (laughs) Hey, I'm a PK, okay? What can you say? Okay. (laughs) That's true. It says hell in the Bible. It does. I'm in my parents' house. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. But whisper whatever else you want to say so they don't come bust up that dough. Wait, before we let you go, Ryan, we want to talk about something that's not necessarily controversial, but like a topic of discussion these days. Part of your storyline with Rob on My Unorthodox Life was about being in an open relationship. Kind of, what are those eyes for? Brandon, really, is it controversial to you, Brandon? (laughs) Really, Brandon? Let's be real here. Um, Brayden. My name is Brayden. That's controversial. (laughs) Thanks for the correction. You know how you very now you know how I feel correcting people with a raw head. Now you know how I feel. I meant controversial as in like uh not just in the LGBTQ community, but you know we got Republicans running the house now. So it's controversial. So how did you come to understand that you were comfortable being in an open relationship and how did the discussion with Rob go? Obviously we saw it happening all unfold on the show, but Behind the scenes, was it more difficult? Was it not as difficult? How has that storyline kind of evolved now that the show's not filming? Yeah, so um, Rob and I have been uh, best friends for 16 years. And I mean, how many people would love to marry their best friend? You know, like, I mean, that's that's it. Rob mm. knows um, knows what I represent, knows me top to bottom, drunk, not drunk, uh, <laughs> flirting and not flirting, knows oh, everything so we are so far along in our already our relationship. And for us, we already have so much fun. And when we travel, we go to Greece together, we go to Europe together, whatever. We always have fun and we always flirt and talk to everybody. Now, I don't I genuinely do not know any any gay couples. It, this is anecdotal, please. This is not. And obviously, I know they exist, but uh, that have been together for a decade or more and are not open. So for me, it is a truth um, and people want the truth. And I know it is an unorthodox, controversial, yes, to your point, Brayden, um, that it is controversial and not conventional. But the assignment for the show was give me an unorthodox life. Who my unorthodox life? So and the truth of the matter is I want it to be this much easier for the next person coming in to have that conversation because I've had it before. And that's the point. And the truth of the matter is if you are open and honest with your partner, it's so much better than cheating. And we know that cheating happens. So, yeah, no, I, well, I love it. And I appreciate it because 
here at Pride the Podcast, we believe in representation and how, and how it matters. And so, you know, kudos to you for being brave and putting your whole life out there like that. Mm-hmm. So I love Thank that. You. Yeah, of Thank course. If that guy. And if you could offer any advice to any of our listeners who may be going through the same thing or they're having issues with their families, like how would you, what would you say to them to give them encouragement and and help them along? Because as you said, like relationships are so different nowadays, you know, and I think that a lot of people feel that, you know, and there's still the monogamous relationships out there that are there, but I do agree with you. It's like communication is key. So what would you say to our listeners? I I actually want to write a book about this one day. Oh, I can talk about this, how to come out to Middle Eastern parents. That's going to be the title of my book. <laughs> um, and, and the truth of the matter is with education. I mean, truly, you educate yourself, educate the people around you about gay, uh, about gay uh, topics in politics, in biology, in religion, in all these and understanding them and understanding how natural it is and how normal it is mm-hmm. and how um, it's in every 500 species, there are 500 species who exhibit homosexual behavior who are even exclusively homosexual. I mean, and how people are born this way and how many studies have come out of different hormones that have proved that you, it is in your body and all these things. Educate yourself. and then. But when you do come out, this is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. You've had time to process information. You've had your time to sit and decide whether you want that label. Give compassion and time to the people you are coming out with, uh, coming out to, to have their process too yeah. and understand that a process and just give them time and be patient and uh it's not easy for everybody and it is not uh, i mean we are a smaller uh community i mean i think 10 to 20 percent of the population is gay so just you know understand that people have to go through their processes the way you went through your process and that's my advice wow that's good yeah you never really hey. stop to think about that but yeah yeah I, I yeah you never because th- i think that we faced you know as a community, we face so much backlash that we kind of come at it hard. And it's like, you know, some people might need a little bit more time mm-hmm. and a little bit more grace, so to speak. Yeah. And a lot of people come out thinking that I just want my Middle Eastern parents or any parents or any uh, conservative parents to be like, I love you, you know, but like just for for you to just, you know, win them over and win everything and just win the battle yeah. is give time time to process it's okay and they let them go through their whole journey let them go through their time to go and research and educate themselves wow yeah well said. I think I think then that's a really good way to put a button on on today's conversation is having grace and having patience. So listen, Ryan, you have to come back. And first of all, we have to kick it. You're in the city, so you yeah. have to come back. And yes, you- we want to come to your party yes. February 10th. Yes, February 10th. You guys have to come. It's gonna be okay. We will. We will definitely. We'll be there. You don't have no idea what you just did. Inviting us to a party. We will. We will be there. I don't think. I think you think it's a joke, and this ain't for just on air. We will be at that party. So get ready. <laughs> yeah. I love it. We we will be there. So if you can just let everyone know where they can follow you, keep up with your unorthodox life, um, and then yeah, let our listeners know. Yes, on Instagram, Raed.Sade, and also you can buy your tickets on Eventbrite. So everything happens on my Instagram. Anything you want to know about me or on my unorthodox life, come on my Instagram, Raed.Sade. You heard it right. here first, people, and you Perfect. can also go watch season one and two of my unorthodox live on Netflix. So check it out and see the story of Raed's life come full circle. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, Raed. Speak to you soon. Break a leg at your show Thanks, tonight. Man. Thank you. Much love. Bye. 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 Bye.
All right, we are back. It was so nice talking to Ryan. I love him. Yes, we definitely have to go to that 40. Yeah, no, I really love him. His humor is unmatched. And when he said that he like did comedy and everything, I was like, I see it now. Cause yeah, you, like, like the he little, had that the, energy. The things that he was uh-huh. saying, I was legit LOLing. And it was, it felt like we were just kikiing with like an old friend. We were, yes. You know, and him and I need to sing together. I love that impromptu I was la gonna, la la. That yeah, was great. I know, right? Yes. Um, oh my god. What's that? Uh, Flight of the Butterfly or the Butterfly song? <laughs> Flight of the Bumblebee. Not that one. <laughs> the fl- what you and Charles sing. Oh, the, oh, the flower duet. The That's flower it. Duet. That's what he said. Flight oh. of the Bumblebee. I was like, Navigator. He said. <laughs> I'm thinking about Drumline. <laughs> Flight <laughs> of the Bumblebee. <laughs> Y'all are ridiculous. Yeah. But that would be beautiful. I'd love to hear that. I would. I mean, yeah. he, he seems really great, and I can't wait to get to know him more. Um, wow. Alec Baldwin. Did y'all see that today? Yeah. That's crazy. Is it though? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little <laughs> bit crazy because I mean, we have people that intentionally walk into schools, malls, theaters, banks, whatever they protest. want, protest and shoot people up. Kyle Rittenhouse, I'm looking at you, and they don't face any consequences. And I truly don't believe that Alec Baldwin, the man we had to watch portray and make fun of Donald J. Trump for years went on set and said, I'm going to shoot this woman today. Now, I do think that there do need to be precautions in things, and he needs to face something, but that, you know what it's kind of reminded me of, and I hate to compare the two, the Will Smith situation, like, I don't think that the punishment fits the crime in this case, but I do think it's unfortunate and someone yeah. did die, so I don't know. I, I'm t- That's I'm what torn. I'm about to say, is that somebody died, so somebody has to Somebody answer. has to pay. Somebody has Some- to answer. Somebody and- has to go to jail, unfortunately. Right. Something yeah. has to happen. The district attorney could never come down and pinpoint whose fault it was. So unfortunately, because Alec was the last one to have his hand on the gun, who else do you... I mean, that's just... I I hear that logic. It's just such shitty... Yeah, it's just just (laughs) such shitty circumstance. It comes out out on the same day that the Supreme Court was like, well, I guess we'll give up the investigation on who leaked the documents about us overturning Roe v. Wade. We just don't know, so we're just going to give up. That is... But Where's no, Olivia no, Pope? No, no. I can tell you who the fuck it was. It was Clarence Thomas with his cooning ass. Ooh. 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 Him and Candace Owens, like, literally, they have on cooning yeah, outfits I, I all would, the time. He really boils my blood. Candace Owens. Her and I got beef. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. right. Me, me and Tommy, me and Tommy <laughs> Laren got beef. Me and Tommy. Uh, yeah. But Candace is my mortal enemy. But no. But unfortunately, yeah, it's just unfortunate that, you know, Alex now has to suffer the consequences. And unfortunately, he was just but in the did, wrong place at the fucking is, wrong time. But didn't we say. But but it, go ahead, Ashley. Well, I was saying, I know, Brandon, you were like, unfortunately, he was the last person holding the gun. But I'm like, is can that hold up as that that means it's your fault, even though they know that, like, he just didn't bring a gun to set and shoot somebody. No, I mean, this is just his um, charge. Like, trial hasn't even happened. Right. Like, right. like they're going to come back with all, like, the legitimate arguments, and then it's just going to be tossed right. off. But I'm curious as to what that could be. 
it's not it's i think it's not gonna be just my personal opinion i don't think he's gonna like go to jail or anything because there literally is no evidence but the fact and and adam can attest to this against me is an actor should check their props i was just about to bring that up actually i was gonna say adam didn't you leave Braden's prop somewhere you thought that was was sure just telling this story to my mom (laughs) yeah so you know who knows I wasn't sure where that was going. Yeah, at first I was like, oh no, so many things rushed <laughs> through my head, like a certain Christmas, uh, you know, a lot of different a things. Valentine's like- Day. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, like, I didn't kill anyone, but. Right. I didn't kill her. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm over here trying to order food and shit. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> oh, Adam, you ordering. To, Adam, you have to explain the story for our listeners because they're. Right. Uh, um. Oh. Oh. So basically, I was stage manager for Little Shop of Horrors, and Brayden was our Seymour. And so, you know, every day, my one of my jobs is to go and check props, make sure everything looks set up on the prop table. You know, just checking my list and checking it twice. Um. And I don't know what happened. I guess I forgot to Neither pre- does Alec. preset Brayden's. <laughs> handgun that he uses in one of his numbers so unfortunately Braden gets to the, the bit and there's no gun and so in the back the it, gun was in the back right and so as like the professional that she is the Thank show must go on did Braden pay you to say all this because you talk about a professional you give him all kind of props you didn't have to bring up he was Seymour we know who the fuck he was he no, went because he's, he's grown as, as as and a growing man finally sees the wrong in his ways. He's grown. <laughs> I wish to God. Listen, but also, uh, like, it's just this is the same situation. Yeah, it's is just, it the same? Unfortunately, be I didn't, you know, set the gun. And, but, Who grabbed the gun? And so Who that's my bad on my part. But then it's also on bad on Braden's part because he didn't check his that, right. But that's what I was saying. Is Adam's right? Like, as the actor, you're supposed to check right. the cross. Now, I don't know if you have to, like, check the fucking bullets. That, and like That's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I don't believe that every, anyone told Alec, like, hey, before you shoot this, make sure there's no bullets in there. That's well, why would a loaded gun, why would even a real gun be on? Exactly. Well, I was that's gonna, what yeah. I was saying when I was talking to her about it. Mm-hmm. She was like, why is a real gun even on the set? I don't get it. Yeah. Well, well, there's another big issue at hand is that, the prop person is supposed to do and the stunt person is supposed to do a rundown, which I don't know if that's going to be mentioned. I'm sure, like Braden said, all of this is going to come to light. But they're supposed to do a run-through with you and the gun and show you how it's going to do and do all of that. Like, that is in the rule. Like, they're, they're supposed to do that. So maybe they had done that. Uh, maybe not. But speaking of Little Shop of Horrors, real quick before we move on, remember how I didn't get inside the plant to grab Audrey and they had to bring the curtain down and it hit our Audrey in the head? Adam, you hit her in the head. Remember that? Yeah, I had to do an emergency. Because um, yeah. I was in the back gossiping. Brick wall, like, bring it down. <laughs> I missed it. You ruined my show. What did you do? I was in the back gossiping. Uh, actually, probably talking to Adam. And we was over that key can and just, like, talking shit. And then all of a sudden, Audrey was walking out like, Seymour, where no. are you? Yeah. And I was back then. Adam said, Adam wasn't actually, no, Adam wasn't around me. I was on the mic. And yeah. I was like, girl, Adam, you see this shit? And he's like, Dora, why are you on the he mic? He said, Dora, where are you? And I said, I'm on the mic. And he said, you're not in the plant? What the fuck? And so he had to bring the wall down because my arm was the arm. I was operating the arm that was going to put Audrey inside the mouth. So Adam brought the brick wall down and it hit Audrey in the head. 
and <laughs> I tried to tell her. I was like, "Girl, no, like move out like, the way. Wait, like wait." And she I didn't. I mainly remember me having to push her in the plant and change the entire storyline just to get her ass in the plant. Well, no, Did when I the brick when the brick wall went down, I got inside of it. So that was probably another performance. That show was shit. Because we kept it was up. a great time. And, it was a great time. No, it was, it was actually really good performance. Yeah, it was a really good I show. I would love to have seen this production. I would know you. Would. It was crazy. It was crazy. I, we no, did I would like, love it, especially knowing y'all that I just I I would love it. I prefer. <laughs> I ran a tight ship because everybody was having fun backstage and gossiping with Darrell, and I couldn't get part of it. Well, can't help you there. I mean, well, I would rather you see Beauty and the Beast. That was Beauty and the Beast was a great time. It was hard, but it was a fucking like they had everybody on stage at one. When we were all on stage at one time, I was like, "This is except me." Except you, but you came down. You came down when you know you became the prince. But I, I like that. You know, you were a more pretty beast than you were a prince. But that's the story. You know, but you're cute. That's what my biological father said too. I haven't met him yet, but oh my god! Wow, Brayden. So speaking of. No, me and Brayden had the conversation about daddies, and Brayden got y'all. Brayden got to, we didn't talk about this. Brayden got to meet my daddy. Oh shit! Like my actual oh, father, Brayden. And what? My father. <laughs> you met my actual father. Remember? Oh, I thought you meant in a play. I was like, when was I your father? <laughs> <laughs> we did have colorblind casting. We did have colorblind, but no, Brayden yeah. got to meet. No, my that's right. The first time in like freaking I don't know, 17, 18 years or something. Yeah, like. I think yeah, you're the I'm only like, you're the, you're actually my only friend that's ever met my daddy, and he looks just like Bobby Darrell Anthony. Just wow. got the same big head, most definitely. Big old bucket head, most definitely. <laughs> same old bucket head. Just you got Tim he, a, he was a really nice man. We smoked a little bit with him. He wanted us to stay longer, which I was sad that we couldn't. Yeah. But I liked him. He was great. Yeah, he, I know he shot your mama back in the day, he, but he yeah. Hey, how you what, my mama? How he shot your mama back? My in the day. mama shot him. You got to get the story. Oh, that's right. what I mean. That's what I, I mean. Was like, no. Nobody shot that's my mama. I mean. My mama. She rose ten deep. Check her because she got her. She keep us. I told you guys how we got into a racist situation in Walmart, right? And my mama told this woman meet her in the parking lot. And I said, Mama, if you don't get yeah. your ass over here next to me, you hobbling around on your leg as it is. I need you to get over here and stand by me. But she was finna take this woman outside. And this woman was like, and then I st- tried to get in between them. I was like, to the lady, I was like, ma'am, please just go. And she started screaming. She said, like, there's a black man coming at me. And I was like shocked because it happened to me in real life. That's wild. That's scary. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, What was I going to say? Shit. <laughs> Well, what's, what, what's the next topic? It, what you got? No, well, no, it had to do with Walmart, but now I can't remember what the fuck I was going to say. But anyway, um, speaking of actors who hadn't done it in a while, Brendan Fraser is on a roll. Yes. Right now. Is. is that a pun joke, Adam? A roll? <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> Adam. Hey, I'm a hoe. I'm on a roll. <laughs> Um, it wasn't, but I'm glad it was. But okay, so I want to talk about this because I saw on Twitter a friend of mine from college said that he's not watching The Whale because it's homophobic. Or the whale's homophobic? What is no, the no, no. So it's about what? a six hundred. Well, obviously, fat. Like it, he was like me as a fat person was just like, what? Why is this? This isn't. I don't know. Like he was, a, he didn't like the idea of like 
this movie. So he's like, I'm not going to go watch it. And then was like, Darren Aronofsky, I don't trust him as like a storyteller. I was like, hmm. Well, he seemed really touched when he won Best Actor for the Critics' Choice Awards. Oh so my that's God. Strong. It was such a yeah. beautiful speech. Beautiful speech. But you know, The Whale is not able to be streamed because Darren doesn't want, he believes everyone should go to the theater to see it rather than like stream it, which I totally hear, but dang, I really want to see it at home. Well, lucky for you, I happen to be in a little union. Wow, I got ah. <laughs> so that's right. Excited for it to watch all these these movies. Thank God. Thank mm-hmm. God. Well, during the Golden Globes and critics, I mean, like a huge list of movies to watch because obviously you watch these award shows yeah. for the upcoming Oscars to see like who's who you should watch, who you should follow, blah, blah, blah. So I made a whole um, and I've been kind of like chipping away at that list. So yeah. I'm back to New York. I watched everything everywhere all at once. Love it. Uh, so good. Yeah. It, it it wasn't my movie, my type of movie, but I think everybody should watch it because it's like beautiful. The, the cinematography is beautiful. The acting is beautiful. The writing is beautiful. It's it's a wonderful movie. Yeah. Um, and I know this isn't Oscars related, but I started Abbott in elementary. I just finished season one. So good. It, it's so good. It's so cute. It's so, it's so cute. cute. It's so funny. Like they're out of pocket. Like Ava is literally a menace. She runs around yeah, there. And like, I love Ava. I love yeah. Janelle. She's so, my favorite character. So Janelle James actually wasn't an actress, and she, they were just like, "Hey, you should do this because we think it'll be great." She and she just is one of those people that it worked out for her. That she is just so funny, and we all know so, a principal that is like that. She's like, "I don't give a care about nothing." Like. <laughs> I love when they he says something about Gregory says something about HR and she was like, What's HR? Yeah, she don't care. <laughs> also, I didn't realize Gregory, um, is this I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Tyler was Tyler. Something, I'm sorry, but I didn't realize he was in Dear White People and he has grown up so much he was also in everybody hates chris which uh-huh. we have another, which we have another connection with but we ain't gonna talk about that on the podcast mm-hmm. oh. Oh, really? no, you're <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> and for a little stint he was on the walking dead where he got ate the hell up no he <laughs> no they fucked him up so bad no no, like, no it was really actually i feel like that's one of the most more gruesome deaths they like damn. ripped his face off it like he was speaking of the walk of death are y'all watching the last of us the new show no on no but, but I, I, everybody's talking about it everybody's talking about it i watched the first episode apparently it's based off of a video game a couple of video games uh-huh. that you can get on, I think, um it's really good and i am not like the walking dead type i'm not like the zombie type but it's like i am legend meets the covid pandemic meets yeah stepmom with julia roberts and that's <gasps> stepmom i love that movie i know it it meets that it, it meets that we should definitely um speaking of covid movies everyone should go watch sick it's on peacock mm. um it is a horror movie yeah. written by kevin williamson who was the original writer and concept of scream um and so Put a pin in screen. Put a pin in that. And so definitely that. And also, we've got new video games in the family. So I hear a new video game consoles, like maybe a VR system or something, Brayden, you want to talk about? 
No, I'm good. No, well, uh, fuck so, you. Okay, we well, because p- I was going to bring up something that yeah. I just saw that broke. What? <laughs> this is my game. It's none of y'all's game. Go ahead, Adam. I, I don't play games no more. I know, that's right. Adam, yeah. I don't play games. Rios. <laughs> I win them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, bitch. No, I just saw Frankie Muniz, former star of Malcolm in the Middle, has joined NASCAR mm. as a driver. Yeah. <laughs> really? And also, did you see Ben Savage from Boy Meets World is running for Congress? Yeah. And so he's been really? there for He actually has, that's why he doesn't attend any of the Boy Meets World because they now have a podcast. Shout out to them over there on their Boy Meets Podcast World. Um, so. Yeah, so he's been going and spending a lot of time in West Hollywood, actually, getting to know the drag queens, and people have been kind of dragging him. He recently just got engaged to his girlfriend, who was not Topanga, so congratulations. Topanga. To oh, nope. shoot. No, <laughs> no. Topanga? You got you to be quicker than that, pencil dick. Uh, so. <laughs> he did. Topanga. <laughs> no. um, thank God for that Zoom delay. Um, no, so, yeah, all of that is uh, good, and we are definitely going to play your game, Brayden. And Frankie Muniz. No, 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 no. Frankie Muniz, oh. something about him, he can't remember any of his life yeah. on Malcolm in the Middle. He said it is a complete blank to him. So I'm like, is this like just that, that part happened. of your I don't know. But my question is, is it that part of your life that you can't remember? Or like if you get it behind that wheel in NASCAR, you ain't going to remember what it turned. Because that's important. <laughs> were, were you silent or were you silenced? Right. I need Ooh. to know. It's giving that. Like what happened? Yeah. <laughs> but what about him and that dog movie? Can he remember that? that I don't know. He movie. said he don't remember nothing about his life. <gasps> oh, oh, that dog movie. Yeah, my my, my pal Skip. Ah! Hello, he better remember that. My pal Skip. I don't know. If dog Skip, Adam. Whatever. But do you remember the one miracle in Lane Two on Disney Channel when he was? Oh, I remember that soapbox car. Yes. yes. We yes. so Frankie Minas here at Pride the Podcast. If you can't remember, we will for you. Oh my now, God, Ashley Mitchell. I may not remember everything, <laughs> but you'll never forget me. There it is. <laughs> we coming in hot. Um, Ashley, you want to talk about Grim? Yes. Oh my God, that screen trailer. Like my mouth dropped. It's. I'm so excited. It's gonna be scary. You, you know what's good about it? So me and me and Fernanda was talking. Um, what's good about this particular like Scream World is they are in the city, not only the city that never sleeps, but the grittiest city and also the city that minds their business. So it is very likely for somebody to be running through the street in a ghost face costume committing murders and nobody knowing the wise. They're like, that ain't my problem. I ain't in that. Don't what's put that on us, bro. San Francisco? Uh, so Scream is actually going to be, the new Scream is going to be set in New York City. Oh, don't talk about my city like that. <laughs> well, it's all of our city. It's but, dirty. But it, I mean, it's great it's to see dirty. that. What I love most <laughs> is that I, I just want to give love from us to Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox has been working. And I know a lot of people are having a hard time with Nev Kendall, Campbell not being in this movie because she was not paid what she was asked for, which, listen, yeah. I totally get that. I stand up for everyone having their pay rights. But listen, Courtney is smart. You know what Courtney did? She said, I'll take what y'all pay me, but y'all had to give me an EP credit. And I feel like maybe they would have had that conversation. But I don't think that was in Nev's first thoughts because she was so offended right off the bat, which she should have been. She absolutely should have been. Yeah. But um, Courtney Cox is the executive producer of Scream 6 coming to you on March 10th. She's making sure she's getting that continuous. She wasn't a producer before. Bonus. She was not. A, none of them have ever been producers before on the movie. She is named as executive producer. You feel like I feel like that happens more in television where they give people like EP credits well, rather than 
Mm-hmm. It is. You know, Sarah Jessica Parker was actually one of the first people to start that with Sex and the City. Uh, one of the first like big actors to kind of get an EP credit um, when it well, was. I just, think that's what started the whole like debacle between her and Ken. It did. It did because she that's went, what started it. Yeah, because she went and negotiated for herself. Because listen, in that type of world, you're like, I know you can't give it to everybody. So at least if one of us can get the EP and go from there, and that's what she did. And I think that. Um, Courtney kind of waited out for that. And she was like, I mean, well, you know, we, David's gone because he's dead. Nev's not coming. Not in real life. David's character, no. Dewey, is dead. Let me be clear. I was like, um, David's dead. <laughs> Nev, is, she decided not to come back. So now I have a little bit more room to kind of ask for what I want, which is an EP credit. And y'all can pay me whatever you want because I'll always make money off the back end. So she went about it right. this way. And it's, it's, also, mm-hmm. and it's the first time Gail Weathers in this movie has gotten a phone call in six movies. And she's the first time, so I'm excited to see that. So cool for that. And Kirby's back. Come on, Hayden Panettiere, who is who filmed that movie while going through a brutal relationship where she was being abused. Um, So sending out her love because I mean that's part of the reason why she couldn't. She hasn't been working in a while. Like she's been in a very bad relationship, and it's been talked about. but you know, people people are able to make their comebacks. Like we talked about Brendan Fraser, her Amanda Bynes is coming back to appear with her. Um, all that cast at the '90s con that's coming oh, cool. up. Uh, Jamie Lynn Spears. I don't know how this gonna go, but Zoe One Hundred and One is coming back for a follow up movie. Um, Brittany may burn that whole set down, but we'll see. Jennifer Garner has a movie coming out. She hadn't acted in a minute. She ain't done that in a minute. She's been licking her wounds over her. What's in your wallet? <laughs> She sure does. The Capital One. But, but listen, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart does chase commercial shit. They try to get that back. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal does everything. Shaquille O'Neal has like seven ad like deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He definitely does. He listen. That's Raiden's boo. He, that, that's his boo. No, um, not I have left. I kicked Shaq to the curb. I'm done with him. Oh, she did, huh? Well, oh, okay. That how you did? I did. I was over it because he he does too much bull. Anyway, next episode we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, the we last we gotta wrap it up. Listen, the last thing I want to say really quickly is about <laughs> is about Ron DeSantis. Um, he has currently banned the teaching of African American studies in Florida. Um, so Florida has gone from "Don't say gay" to "Don't say black." Um, so people are people are very upset. They don't want the people to know, and you know he's able to do this, and with the Republican House in effect, like it's it's just really sad that I feel like education in Florida is about to go down, even yeah. further than it already is, which is yeah. very strange. Yeah, I mean it's not surprising at all. I mean there's attack on every category that is quote unquote other. Yeah, yeah, which you know someone who's other than a straight white man. Yes. 100%. It is it is it is just heartbreaking, but you know what? It is our job here at this podcast and other podcasts around the world to educate people. You know, speak out when other people don't know information, make sure that they know and you know whatever we learn, we'll definitely pass it on to you guys. Um next week come back with us guys because we'll be talking about sex in the workplace. Looking forward to that as we see a couple of situations that have happened recently. So, I'm excited to talk to our listeners about that. As always, I'm going to have to get that with my HR. I am HR. So, um, with that said, <laughs> I, I had a budget. <laughs> What's HR? 
<laughs> what, what's that char? Shit. Um, no, guys, thank you so much for coming and visiting with us again. My name is Daryl Anthony. You can find me on Instagram at I am Daryl Anthony and Twitter Daryl Anthony. My Twitter is safer for work because I've created lists to put my naughty things. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. You can find me at Box Wine Poppy with a zero on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, my Twitter is not safe for work. So stay off. <laughs> Damn. And I'm Mr. Braden Bradley, and I do work, and I don't search for not safe for work things. That's a lie. I actually have. Hi, Jarrell. This is my this is my going out segment. Mm, okay. Uh, um, Mr. Braden Bradley can follow me on Instagram and don't follow Jarrell. Ashley. <laughs> Anyways, you can follow me, Ashley Mitchell, at Ashley Aaron M on all social media. Even though I'm not really posting that much, you no. really hey, you need to get on that. Oh, speaking, I know. Of, huh? You know how you do at the year end top nine of the year? I had only posted eight things in 2022, so you didn't have a nine. So that was more than me. The wow. nine was just yeah, a little too. black square, and then I was like, wait, blackout. Like what was it? Blackout Tuesday when we yeah when they just decided to put some on Instagram to uh-huh. say we like black people today. And right. So then I was like, wait, that's not that. I was like, oh shit, I only posted eight things. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, no I'm gonna... I'm fine with it. I'm just saying. No. Social media is over, but follow us, listeners at Pride the, Pride the Podcast. <laughs> yeah, please follow us, please. No, really except do. when it comes to us. Except for when it comes to us, we are it. We are it. It's been fun. Have See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> Damn it. Bye. 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 Perdón que te salpique